Hello, we are live. In Hello. So I wanted to introduce Claudine Charles to the, the Confidence Through Cabaret community um, because we had a, a wonderful conversation last week, yes. eventually, once I got over the technology <laughs> issues. And and I, I just, I, I'm so excited by your work, Claudine. I wanted everybody to be able to, to share in, in the community about what it is that you do and to get to know you better and to be able to reach out if, if it's something that uh, you know, kind of suits their their needs at the minute, and it's always great to have you know collaboration and and connections anyway. Yeah, so welcome. Yeah, thank you, thank you so much for the invite and the opportunity to speak to your community. I really do appreciate it, and it was great speaking to you last week. I thought we had a really good conversation and great connection. So I'm glad that I have a you know second opportunity to um, have a chat with you. Yeah, lovely. So what so so tell us a little bit about your work. Yeah, so in terms of my work, I work in um two kind of areas. So on a day-to-day, -day, I work with corporates where I help them to design training courses. Um so it could be leadership development, I could be helping them design an e-learn, coaching, doing psychometrics, and that's what I do on a day-to-day. -day. But then um I have another business where I help business owners to help um, increase their visibility and um, their brand online. Um, as we know, the world is changing. Um, everyone has to do things online. Everyone needs to network online and get their um, a number of their leads online. So through this company, I help business owners to improve their visibility because at the moment, so many people have a presence online. They may have a company page, but then how are you drawing customers to you? How are you engaging with your community and building that community? And that is what I've been helping business owners to do. And it was launched around the time of Brexit in the UK. So, you know, there was a lot of time where people go through kind of the whole um, famine and um, the feast of like um, work. Um, and I felt that I had developed expertise in this area. So I thought to myself, you know, I'm going to launch a business. And I also wanted to do it because there's so many different companies online who help you build your brand and help you increase your visibility. Um, and people have made a business of it. But um, one of the things that I have is that I have, I'm a business owner as well. So I kind of understand the difficulties of running um, a business and having those different challenges as well as kind of doing the whole online marketing. And I think that's really beneficial. The fact that I could actually say I can understand what you're going through and what you're experiencing within your business. Um, so that is what I do through my Instagram community. And that's how we met. So, yeah. It is yes, mm -hmm. and I love that you know we, we when we were talking last week, and I, I would imagine anybody that's watching this in the replay will will be able to resonate with that when you when you connect with people, you find that common ground, you know. Yeah. And we found so many common grounds in our in our families. Yeah. And, and and also you know the fact that we both do corporate training work and we both do coaching uh, and that we both have kind of the the two businesses. Um, yeah. But where we are different is that you know so much about Instagram and about business development Thank online. You. Yeah, so I have been um, just connecting with people and I think that's something that is very easy for a lot of people to do because we connect naturally in 
our businesses. So I've just been reaching out to people um, through my businesses, um, not just in like the comments on posts or through DMs. You know, I've been having meetings with people. And one of the things I always find is that there's so many similarities that we have um, as people. As, as soon as you start talking to people, um, a lot of time I just have conversations and I don't necessarily even have an agenda. So when I have a conversation, I'm not thinking, hey, you know, let me upsell them onto my next product. It's just see, to see how um, a conversation emerges. You know, I had a conversation with someone last week and they are a published author and they showed me or they um, um, took me through the steps that they went to get published and how I can do it in a really affordable way. And I didn't necessarily think to myself, hey, you know, I'm going to have a conversation about that. We just had a, we're similar to you, we're in the same area. So they were in training development, in corporate development, and we just connected and that just came out. And I have so many of those um, conversations where I'm not just necessarily sharing information or educating them on um, online digital marketing or how to grow their brands. You know, I'm learning a lot through other people because we have so many differences. And um, even though I kind of do go out and I educate myself, I've done courses, I'm always getting little snippets because I find that everyone almost has a bit of a piece of a puzzle. They have something that they can share with me. And a lot of the time I share that with a lot of my um, community. So yeah, that's what I love. I love just kind of connecting pe with people. And I do find that we are so similar. Um, we In this world at the moment, there's so much about difference and divine and conquer. Um, you know, gender, you know, a lot of people say that. And I just find that when you just connect with people and people that are even different to yourself, you always do find a common ground. And that's what I've really liked. And I've really loved the fact that I'm doing it at this point in time because of the way the world is. And I'm just getting so much value through the conversations that I'm having with people. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. yeah. And, and Geneva's uh, with us and saying, you know, a thousand percent. Yeah, thank you, Jenny. Yeah, <laughs> and I think, I think, I think you know, um, what's happened has had a lot of you know with with COVID and lockdowns mm -hmm. and so on, and you know, in the UK, everybody knows we we just had such a long time in lockdowns, but um, I think what's happened is that people have gone online. Mm -hmm. And then started to connect there in ways that they never would have. Connected. I mean, Geneva's in Canada for heaven. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it, it's it's amazing how, you know, it it shrinks the global community. I mean, my work was always, you know, traveling to places to run mm -hmm. conferences for corporations, and 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 now we can do it online, so much more connected. Yeah, and I was saying to someone actually earlier. You know, the most recent work that I have got with clients has been because I've built my brand online. But I've worked with a company that's based in Amsterdam. I've never met them to this day. Um, Copenhagen. So I was working for a renewable um, gas company in um, Copenhagen. I'm doing a coaching program with leaders in the US and co coaching yeah. people in Kenya. And that's completely a global community. I was always working for UK global companies. And, you know, most of the employees are um, in UK based. You might have a Zoom meeting with someone in, who's in the international office. But at the moment, I'm working with so many um, international clients. And even on my social media, similar to a lot of you, you know, I have people who are from um, the US um, to the APAC region. I did a um, Business Development Sunday event a couple of months ago, which we'll discuss later on. And someone um, stayed up till like one o'clock in the morning to um, who, who's based in Singapore. And I just think that's amazing that 
and I think it's also such a great thing that we don't we're not um restricted by boundaries we can have so much access to so many different things because we're all like I said just seeing one piece of the puzzle when we just have a global community I just think it just really helps us to understand the bigger picture on so many different levels and yeah I'm just really enjoying it I was saying um, so many people are now going back into the office and a lot of their worlds are changing. You know, a lot of, like you said, people re were reaching out globally and speaking to people. And I hope that even if people do go back into the office, that that doesn't necessarily change because I think sometimes you do go back into the office, you're, if, especially if you're an employee, you do get into those silos of that company. And I think we really kind of, even as a world, just to heal um, through some of the things that we're going through and to, get a better perspective on ourselves as a human race, we kind of really do need to have those connections globally. So yeah, I'm enjoying this this whole process of um, being at home and talking to people we've never met, you know, even though we're in the UK, you know, we can do that. Yeah, we can, we can. And I think, you know, we, we, we actually, um, at least while we're not in the offices, most of us, if we were going to the offices, we would have a commute. We have more time yeah. now, more more time to you know to really reach out and to really connect or to really live our our, our values or you know do the things that are important to us. And I yeah. think you know it, once people start going back into the commute and all of that kind of thing, you know, for some people it's hours every day. Um, you know, then then it's really easy to get into your silo of your job or your business, and then yeah. and then you know get home and be exhausted and you know and and not be reaching out or connecting yeah i think for me one of the key things is that is that what we're finding uh, is, and and geneva will has a community as well so um what we're finding is that we have that common ground mm -hmm. and for a lot of us especially on the mental health um topic we're we're starting to find out that we're not alone and that it wasn't just us you know that that we can talk about these things and other people will say yeah yeah i'm there i i can relate you know or thanks for your help or your input or your ideas yeah and i think as well there's so many of us who you know last year i felt that i was getting through the entire pandemic um it was really um challenging but i felt that i was and then i i shared you know i lost my mum and my dad within a week of each other towards the end. And that has had a really big impact on my mental health. And I feel that everyone has, you know, something has happened. We had all those stuff around racial inequality. We had the COVID, we've had so many different um, challenges. And I think that, especially if you're talking about the fact that a lot of people are going back into commute, I feel that, especially for myself, I have to commute into London. And when you're away from it, um, it's almost like you're on the kind of um, um, that kind of wheel, um, like you know, a little mouse on a little wheel when you're working in London. You don't realise how much tension you have in your shoulders and in your body, and you're just kind of going through the motion. And in so, as, uh, as a business owner, it's always really important to have non-negotiables. You know, maybe that might be time that you go to uh, spend with your kids. It might be that you go to the gym, you go for a walk. And I feel that a lot of the time when you have to go and have those long commutes sometimes those are the things that we sacrifice and i feel to a certain extent i do hope that a lot of organizations even if they don't go back full time that they do go into a kind of hybrid where people can have that balance because i think that so many people are being challenged and continue to be challenged um through their personal relationships where they are in their life but even everyone 
as a result of what's happening in the changing world and the pandemic. And I think we do need that opportunity in that space to, you know, you, you have your cabaret and you have all those different things that you like to do. And I think it's just so important that we can have that balance. Um, and I think we just really need it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, you're mainly on Instagram, right? Yeah, so I'm on Instagram. So for um, they will say go where your customers are. So on Instagram, I've been able to build a community and I'm mainly on Instagram just because I love giving loads of information, doing videos and doing very colorful posts, as you've seen. But I'm also in on LinkedIn for my training development business because that's where all the corporates are. So then I have completely different content on um, LinkedIn and it's actually a bit more subdued and the content is a bit more corporate. Um, I do think to a certain extent, you probably see a bit more of my real self on Instagram. You know, I do try to be always authentic on LinkedIn, but I think that people gravitate to that more on Instagram. Whereas I, I was talking to someone about LinkedIn, you know, sometimes I don't get a lot of engagement and I'll say to them, how come I don't get a lot of engagement? I said, well, people can't comment on LinkedIn because if their boss goes online and sees that they're commenting on something throughout the day, I don't know if I spoke to you about that. No, I didn't. Yeah, but if someone goes online and they see that they're commenting on someone's post, they're going to be like, oh, you're not working. So sometimes people, and people are a bit more um, self-conscious on LinkedIn because they don't, they think, oh, who's working, looking, maybe it's a employee. Well, I think people in the Instagram community, just because of the way the platform is, um, they can be there more themselves. So if people want to have a look um, on both those places, um, you know, my name's Claudine Charles um, and my Instagram handle is at Claudine, as you see my name, C. Charles, as in Prince Charles, Ray Charles, yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah. at Claudine, I should have done this before, Charles. At, yeah, so at Claudine C. Charles. C. Charles. Yeah, so C for Catherine, for Claudine Catherine Charles. Ah, mm -hmm. nice. Yeah. There we are. There's we Yeah, that's me. Yeah, amazing. I've no, I actually haven't, my eyes aren't that good, so I haven't actually noticed that it's a double C when I've, when I've seen your yeah. I don't know why I did that, but yeah. <laughs> oh well, but you did yeah. it. Yeah, I did it. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I wanted to acknowledge that. See, yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think I think you know um, we have a comment here from Geneva about you know I love that lockdown ended up um, creating a, hu a huge massive awareness to mental health issues. I think there's yeah. so much longer. Why am I showing this? I don't understand. Mm -hmm. I don't understand. I've just got. I'm just showing some random thing. Oh, this was my thing. This is my ca cabaret thing. I w I'll come back to this in a second. I just can't oh, okay, cool. hide it. In this. I'll just hide it in a second if I can find it. Um, so, but I think I think that the huge mental health thing has has been a, you mm. know um, a, a a big part of it. And so, mm. you know, um, bringing issues that are normally ignored to the to the silo of busyness. And for me, in lockdown. Mm -hmm. It was the first time that I had to go, what am I, what am I hiding from? Like, because mm -hmm. I was always busy. Yeah. And what so I true. didn't know is that I wasn't asking the question, how do I feel? Mm. I was ignoring that. Yeah, and I think with um, things like LinkedIn, when we, when we are trying to be business oriented, I'm really struggling with LinkedIn because I want mm. to be able to express the things that I want to be able to express. And yeah. yet it's a business platform. Yeah. So we're not necessarily, we're talking about mental health, but we're not getting so real on mental health yeah, in the same way. 
you know, and I think I think that can be a little bit of a, a false economy because on Instagram we get to say, I'm having a terrible time yeah, right now. Absolutely. And people go, Yeah, you you can do this, you know? Yeah. I think and, it's almost like a on LinkedIn, it's almost like people say, and it's hard to say because you know, you have it, it's a trending hashtag. I remember there was a time where it was stay safe. So people would do things around mental health and do shout outs, but it just felt that it was also people just acknowledging that it's rather than people actually sharing. Um, mm -hmm. And I think as well, the, the way the platform is designed, um, the posts that do well are the ones that don't have pictures. So they call it long form or short forms. If you do just text long form, that is that um, LinkedIn sends people to that content. Or if it's just a short description, if you do videos or you do very dynamic content, then for some reason, the algorithm, you see less visibility of those posts. Uh -huh. And, you know, even video, we know that LinkedIn and Instagram and we have TikTok video is king at the moment. And the fact that they're not prioritizing video, they have like LinkedIn live and you have to apply for it and all that stuff. It's just all. I'm not really feeling LinkedIn. I'm on there, but I'm not really feeling it to be honest. Yeah, I mean that's where my corporate clients live, and that's yeah. that's where I that's where I need to talk to them, and I need yeah. to stay connected to them, and so on. But I am actually going to take a risk this week, and mm. I've been, and that's kind of why I had that banner um, in my mind because I wanted to remind myself about the the Cabaret and Confidence series because I've been talking a lot about you know creating a performance in Cabaret, and in my case, mm. it's a burlesque performance that's coming up. Um, and I've been kind of likening it to this isn't really different to your social media business or to or to even to being an employee, you know, mm. showing up authentically, knowing your story, thinking about your your in in a stage performance be your choreography, but your you know your movements and how that's all congruent and consistent with you know, what you're saying and kind of the the character or in, in our yeah. case on social media being, you know, ourselves. And and so I really see that it's really, it's not different at all. Mm -hmm. it, it, there is such a parallel between business and cabaret. And I, I, I was, I've been talking about it on, on, in the Facebook community yeah. for the last week or so. And I really want to do it on LinkedIn. And then part mm -hmm. of me is going, oh, you can't talk about cabaret on LinkedIn because my corporate clients are going to think, oh, or, or I'll attract the wrong kind of people or whatever yeah. it is. But it, but for me, it's just so important for me to be able to, to talk about things like mm -hmm. being on stage is not different whether you're on TikTok or any of the social medias or, you know, yeah. or even on LinkedIn or on Zoom with your colleagues. I think you should definitely do it because I find like, there's a lot of accounts where um, that stand out. It's like um, people um, use their difference to stand out on LinkedIn because everyone is so corporate. And I think sometimes people go on social media to be entertained. And even on LinkedIn, they go on, even if they scroll, I'm sure people don't spend that. It's, there's some people, it's their favorite um, social media channel. So they will spend ages on there. But I think that people want to see things that are different so I definitely would do that and even on LinkedIn some of my posts don't land as well but I thought to myself like last last year I'm just going to post content that's authentic to me so when I do very um, creative posts using my design skills that doesn't get even though it's a really great post it doesn't get the most engagement if I do something that's probably has mistakes or I don't know what's it's something about the kind of 
human experience or mentality. If I do something where, you know, I say I made a mistake, you'll see people say, you know, I've had an accident, I've been in hospital. And those are the things that trend. But I thought to myself, I'm not kind of going to do that kind of um, trends where people actually almost have to say that they're struggling constantly. And I think people do it. I think people should show up authentically. But I think so, there are some people who almost made it a way of marketing themselves. So, and that's kind of, you. Uh, there's been people that written posts about that. You have to almost have a bit of a sorry post. And I think sometimes maybe it's more in the UK, actually, because I think people in the UK do like and sponsor the underdog. But yeah. I made a um, really uh, big decision last year that I was just going to show up authentically and I was going to post things that I really enjoy, even if it was really kind of creative and dynamic, because I found that what I found is that a lot of my peers wouldn't, like my post because they don't want to like my post and give me more visibility of their clients so there's always that dynamic you know so i'll end up like a lot of my family members and friends or people that are former clients would like it um but a lot of my peers you know they pretend like they didn't you know which is sad but um there's mm -hmm. some competitiveness in my circles um but you know I'm, I'm expanding my circles i got you about other people so yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely, but, absolutely. Yeah. and i think there's a lot more people collaborating you know there's yeah. a lot more the, the thing that's coming of LinkedIn, um, I've started a series with with a wonderful woman in Trinidad where Ooh. from September every month, we'll do something that is moving your body and then, Ooh. which is my thing, and yeah. then personal style and brand, which is her thing. Yeah. And so we kind of kind of combine those into a, a, a program once a month, which I'm, I'm super excited about. But I didn't expect to find that. I expected to find corporate clients or mm. you know those kind of you know the usual things that I do um and and I found a lot more people saying let's collaborate let's create something yeah. you know oh. let's offer that and, and I think it's because you're showing up authentically as well and I think when you show up authentically you do connect and you attract your tribe and there's mm -hmm. so many people that kind of want to have that whole professional veneer and they want to just show up as they think people you never know what people think you never know what people experience unless you survey every single person um but people's changes you know will change so yeah i think definitely i can imagine how you built that connection because of the fact that you had that common ground and you expressed that you had that area of interest so yeah okay so why is it and uh, mm -hmm. and, and and we never really know what the algorithms but but what's the deal given that we're talking about authenticity everybody's mm -hmm. talking saying yeah you need to be really authentic and yeah, you need to show up with it. you so why is it that something like linkedin then is not promoting us to use videos because i know if i write a post mm -hmm. you don't hear it with my canadian accent you don't hear it with my you know kind of I've been in the UK for a really long time. So mm -hmm. you don't hear with all that kind of mm, culture and, and you know, context. And and yet if you heard it on a video, I can come across in a way that says, look, I, I can deliver training, I can connect with people and they can feel that energy that they don't get out of writing. Why is yeah. it that, that we're not encouraging video on something like LinkedIn, which is allegedly for business people? Yeah, I think as well, they have, they're in a very comfortable position because Really and truthfully, that's the only kind of work employment side. Instagram, they have Facebook, they've got TikTok, they've got Snapchat. They're constantly competing, YouTube. And, you know, I feel that LinkedIn have got a space of their own. 
So even like the LinkedIn Live, that should be a cross for everyone, but they're still testing it with people. And I feel to a certain extent, it's almost like it has a very archaic system. So the text post is easy for them to share because there's no pictures, there's no images. It's almost like very much about the functionality of the system rather than actually embracing new technology. Um, so that's why, um, to a certain extent, those posts do well because they can just show it to more people. Whereas if you have a very creative post that's an image or even a video, it's almost they show it to less people because of the system. It's almost like, I'm sure there must just be like a corporate IT system where they're just adding things on and patching things. That's almost like a, what I got a visualization I get of it, LinkedIn. I would like other platforms just really to take it over. I know that's not really saying that. But yeah, cool. I want them to have a bit more competition. And I think when businesses have that competition, they're more likely to actually improve um, what they do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's very much uh, at times a recruitment tool, kind of like finding people. But uh, Katie's with us and uh, Mm -hmm. Katie's uh, uh, American, but in Sweden. Uh, And and Katie's talking about, you know, if I need to show up professionally, I get so bored. And it it is that, you know, where where LinkedIn can be a little uh, corporate and a little... I don't want to say conservative, but do you know what I mean? It's cautious. And that's why I'm cautious to talk about cabaret with corporate clients who might go, oh, we didn't know that about you. I don't know how we feel about working with you like that. But 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 it's part of the dynamics. It's part of the confidence. It's part of the connection. Yeah, and I do find like with a lot of corporates, um, you know, I've had corporates where people actually can see the – because even though it's um, cabaret, it's great that you actually say the similarities it has to performance. And we have people that do, for instance, belly dancing or even you. I've been to corporate events where we've actually had the whole um, entire organisation or conference and we're singing. So I feel to a certain extent that is something that differentiates you from other people. And I also think that sometimes when you're a corporate, um, people want to see people. And I think everyone is seeing exactly the same people in their professional photos. You know, when you have someone that has a podcast, you see them with the mic in front of them. So I think it's just something that is slightly um, different. But, you know, you wouldn't necessarily, you might do, you're not going to put your full cabaret garb, but you might actually say this is an area of interest and these are kind of the similarities and then kind of take people on a journey where you can open up a bit more. So I think to a certain extent, I think it's good just to show a bit of personality and a bit of difference um, because people, especially the whole thing around confidence, because I have shared with you um, that in my Instagram community, one of the biggest things is around confidence. When I first started working, I kind of thought, hey, I'm going to teach people all these strategies to grow their business. But one of the things are that I was saying is that you could teach someone all the strategies in the world. You can show them how to, to um, the steps they go to, through to produce a video. But if they don't have the mindset, they don't have the motivation, that's another thing, and the confidence, then, you know, you really do always need that underpinning area. So I think the whole thing around confidence, you know, I have to admit when people say they're mindset coaches on Instagram, I'm like mindset, you know, are you going to have an audience for that? Because that's just one area of coaching. But it's such a massive area. So I can see why confidence, especially for corporates, is such an important area. Because, you know, when you think about yourself in your 20s and early on in your career and how you had to build that confidence, if people can do that through performing and performing arts and 
singing and cabaret, then I think that definitely does help. Um, and I think there's so many people that just have to come out of themselves and in their it kind of stifled um, way of being. I will say, I do talk a lot, but I will say there's one company I did work for. It was a major US brand and it was a global brand. And they actually were very different. They actually had um, very senior managers who were very um, corporate, um, I would say repressed, actually. You know, I, was, I shouldn't really say that, but they don't know who, what client I'm talking about. But they were. That was kind of the message. And they wanted their... Um, they're a lot of their senior members and staff, their C-suite team, they had to go to conferences and they had to be um, people in front of their um, employees and they couldn't do that. They were still in that kind of box. So they actually got a coach who was actually a, a, a transvestite and he was a corporate um, coach to them. And if you saw this guy come into the building, you would be very shocked because it was such a corporate environment but they actually said, we're getting this person in because he is so different and this is what they um, they need. And this guy really challenged them. He was completely different. He was not corporate. Um, so there are some corporates because I think it depends on the people, but that person, everyone after a while wanted that coach. Um, so all the kind of, because he was so good and helped them to come out of themselves. So um, I, I've so experienced it, like I said, with the singing and stuff. There are organisations that see we do need this. We can't just have these corporate coaches because at the moment, especially the ones that are very kind of, um, do you have coaches that are that follow the kind of company line who are very corporate and they are just breeding identical leaders. And as the world is and how people are, they can't relate to their employees. So there are a lot of organisations that want very different coaches because they realise that that's, their staff are very different. It's like our politicians, they're so divorced from a lot of the people in the world and they just need people that kind of, who are like people that we see in the communities in the world to kind of coach them and do some upward coaching just to give them a bit of, um, what can I say, a bit of humanity, a bit of um, yeah. as well. We have so many different words. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And I think, I think the... Um, I think that the, the difference is, is that in the decision makers. So, for example, on Instagram, and we'll, we'll talk about Instagram because I know you have a program and yeah. I want to talk about it. Um, so on Instagram, that is uh, individual consumers typically yeah, who, are, who are connecting with products or, or services. And something like LinkedIn, it, you might find an HR business partner who says, this is amazing. I really want to explore yeah. it. But the, the decision maker, who is, you know, usually somebody in, in senior management setting the budgets and so on mm. would say, we're not putting money into that. Mm. So I think there's a, there's, a, there's a difference in terms of the audience. And I'm always trying to balance that bit on LinkedIn between speaking to the individuals, the users, mm. and then also speaking to the decision makers. And that's yeah. where the difference can come in. Whereas on Instagram, you're speaking to the decision maker right there. Yeah, and I think sometimes it's about um, um, when you're on LinkedIn actually saying this is the area of interest that you have. So, you know, cabaret is not necessarily a negative thing, but I think that, you know, a lot of the time when I've had um, voice coaches or communication coaches, they've been actors or um, and we've had people that have been on soaps. And I think sometimes people like people from different areas because I think to do cabaret, to do performing arts, that takes a lot of confidence. And I think that is your selling point, the fact that you're able to do something like that. 
So I think it's more about expressing that that's a strength and that is how it's built your confidence rather than it's something that you're going to bring in to the corporate environment and how you're going to work with your Yeah, so, you know, you're not going to turn up in full burlesque, but this is something that has, and you have had, so there's so many different parallels between business and cabaret that you can take in and help people to become more expressive. But I do think, you know, there's certain sectors that won't, you know, definitely decision makers like stuffy law firms, I've worked in law firms and I've worked across so many different sectors. Um, and I think people like, to, I think banking would like it because of, um, yeah, the bankers and stuff, but I think, um, but I think stuff like, um, yes, kind of environmentalism, maybe environmental, but I think definitely, I think one of the areas I can imagine it would be law firms. I think management consultancies, that would, they would like it, PWCs and the EYs, they would like that just because it shows you've got personality because especially in, um, like, I used to work at PWC and I can say that because, and I, and it's the same in EY, it's not, I'm not, it's not a trade secret. They have consultants that are very corporate and people say, like their clients say, I can see a PwC employ, um, employee every time they walk into the building because they all wear identical shoes. They all weigh, um, behave in exactly the same way. So as an organisation, they're always trying to help their, um, their consultants to have more personality. So there's some organisations that are really struggling with um, making their employees more personable that would actually say hey let's do something like this but it's whether or not they do it at longer term or if it's something that would just be a fad um, yeah. but I think it's about saying that there's um, similarities but, but I know what you mean about decision makers it just takes some, uh, HR advisor or procurement manager or you know someone who works as a head of learning to say hey this is someone bring in and decision maker then especially the procurement managers come up with this long list of you know why it might not work so yeah but so yeah. It's, it's resonating with the right clients but then all I always say how many clients do you need if you can get five or ten people and there's so many different organizations in the world you know if you can get five or even maybe ten regular clients and they like what you do then we can build a business with it so um, and then once you get those recommendations that's what happens it's like with the person who's a trans best like the fact that um, people were endorsing him he's now in the Guardian, I forgot what his name is. He's he's, he's really um, uh, sought after performance coach, and that's because he turned up authentically. Someone gave him a chance. He got those recommendations, and then people were like, "Hey, you know, look at all these leaders. He's helped, and some of them are quite stuffy and very intro in, um, not introvert. I won't say introvert because that's actually introversion is about where you get your energy from. You can still be confident as an introvert." what can I say, um, um, I can't even express the words, but they're kind of um, um, very tight, well, yeah, it, it, it's a negative contained. word. It contains. It contains, um <laughs> self-conscious, um, kind of very corporate, follow the corporate line. Yeah, kind of yeah absolutely. And, you know, Katie makes a great point here about I think we've got to be willing to scare some people away to be able mm. to hold their arms wide open for the right people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's why I always say that whole thing about being authentic, because I think when you resonate with your um, audience, you enjoy working with um, them. And I think, yeah, people do say that, especially in marketing, you need to kind of scare people away to kind of get rid of all the people that are the um kind of time wasters um but then when you actually resonate and you can connect with people that like what you do you know and then you can really 
embed yourself in the organization you can coach loads of leaders and they will become you'll be on their coaching pool and you become one of their kind of go-to clients and I think that is that's kind of what you want and like I say how many clients do you need if you could get five and you're working with consistently with maybe how many client of their employees each week um, and then you can use endorsements get their um, testimonies on LinkedIn get into their publication get into awards get more recognition then people think oh this organization's taken her on okay then maybe there's something behind this mm-hmm. yeah yeah um, and then and there will always be followers in businesses so that yeah. see everybody else go first so instagram is quite different because mm. we're talking direct to the individuals to the consumers yeah. whether that's, you know followers whether that's people you know sharing our content mm. or whether that's people buying from us so yeah. we've said, we said with linkedin that long-form posts work better rather than videos in terms yeah. of the algorithm what works best with instagram so there was a massive oh it wasn't i'll say massive it was a big announcement a couple of weeks ago that um Instagram want to use a variety of content because previously it was always the latest feature. So when um, carousels came in and carousels are the posts where you have about 10 image, um, um, images um, and then, they, you know, they had um, IGTV um, stories and reels. And every time they introduced a new feature, that was the post that you had to use because when these organizations spend millions on a new feature, they want it to work. So they actually prioritize um, content creators and accounts that use their new features. So for a long time recently, if you use the reel, um, that would be prioritized on any other content that other people would. So so many people, you, you see their um, feeds would have been bombarded with reels if people produce them. But now they've made the announcement that they want a variety of content but there is a big focus on what they call the whole HD experience. And I think it's because we're so, um, as a um, world at the moment, you know, it's all about Netflix, YouTube. YouTube is one of the biggest social media um, channels. So they want people to produce images that they say are almost like, they want they want the size of the images to be a lot larger, but they're also prioritizing videos. So that is a a big um, tick for people who love doing um, great videos, who like doing like yourself, the kind of you have your brand colors and you create great content. They are prioritizing content that is kind of using that media because it's all about, you know, social media is like our new TV. People go there to be entertained. So if you've got a reel, if you've got a video, um, if you've got a story and it is kind of in a it's very um, well produced and it's a, a large size so you can actually google the new instagram post size and um, it's actually a larger size than what it was a lot of people are using landscape now they want the whole kind of portrait size. it does get quite technical but if you use tools like canva or they come with the templates already there so you don't have to worry about the size yeah but, and um, i use canva so i hadn't actually noticed that 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 size was different because it just does it automatically <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely so they update it but now with the out what the post they want is um yeah just a high quality post and they they also announced as a part of the um changes that they're making that they're actually going to be giving one billion pounds to content creators and again, I think reading between the lines, that is because they're competing. You With YouTube, even if you have a small following, 
you can get some income through advertisement and there's more it's more dynamic for you to be able to make money even if you haven't got tons of viewers and i think instagram wants to move towards that and they want to almost create a bit of competition for people and and encourage people to actually content create because the more content they have on the platform the more um people are going to be on it and even as someone who is a content creator i have got to the point where I'm finding a lot of people aren't are not content creating. So a lot of the time I can scroll through my feed and it's got to the, it goes, you've got to the end of your content. Like there's a like announcement. It's like, oh, okay. Um, I never used to have that because so many people are not posting. And I think that there's, and I haven't necessarily seen anyone announce it, but I do think to a certain extent, especially because people at home, um, you know, they're not outside, they're not going to dinners and stuff. A lot of people are creating content a lot less. Um, People, you know, kids can do the TikTok dances and stuff like that on TikTok, but a lot of um, people are doing less content creation. So I think I'm not surprised that they said that their biggest focus now is on um, content creators and they're going to help them to monetize content creation. So that's an even more reason to start producing videos and start creating content because coming soon, there's going to be a way in which you can actually make money from just creating content even if you have a really small following so that's good you know i like that you know that's what linkedin need to do they're not doing these changes and constantly updating and uh, making their um, platform um more um, desirable to its users yeah yeah and it's interesting with with uh, instagram because that kind of levels the field a little bit because otherwise mm. you've got these people with you know millions and millions of followers and then the smaller person stands less chance of, of being able to stand out yeah and i think as well there's a lot of people that have millions and millions of followers who are just doing selfies so i hope there is for content creators because i think there's quite a lot of people that can just because of um who they are just post something that's random or even um, repost a, mem a meme or, um, or something like that they haven't created themselves. So I hope they do um, reward people who actually go into trouble, even if for their company, to produce a video or to create original content. And like I said, you always say, you know, with a million followers, I, there's so many people, I didn't even realise that there's so many, um, I think in the past probably three months, I've really learned and appreciated that there's so many people that have fake followers. It's um, and it's so sad because I'm sure that um, again, it's all about the confidence. People don't want people to look at their social media and see that they've only got a certain amount of followers. But even if you had 500 followers, if you had three followers who are maybe giving you um, a contract with like you know thousand five hundred pounds a day, that's still uh, that's still good. You know, how many people do you need? Um, you could have a million followers, like a lot of people have, and not have um, any. Um, um, not monetizing it um yeah. I, again i do speak a lot i did produce a post recently actually about a content creator who had two million um posts and how many t-shirts did she sell she she had two million followers and she could only sell 36 t-shirts wow so that just shows okay okay so, so even if she had authentic followers again she didn't think about the customer's needs people just following her for entertainment so it's so um it's so dynamic. It's not kind of very clear cut. That's why even just having a small community that you can speak to, who resonate with you, who talk to you in your comments, you could have a lot more than someone that has a million followers because they might not be able to DM or even contact any of those people and because they, they don't have a community. 
Yeah, yeah, mm. absolutely. And I think, I think you know, it's really easy to say, oh, I've got, you know, I don't know, 500 followers and I've got, you know, three people liked my post. Oh, it's only three people. Where's the other 497? Yeah. But actually those people might be your real audience and, and they're more likely to engage with you. Yeah, so when absolutely. you say videos, just, just coming on to that, when you say videos, do you are you talking about the IGTV stuff? And in other words, video content that's over a minute or or are you talking about keeping videos small so that they're in within the minute and they're part of your Insta posts? That's a good question, actually, because, you know, reels, you'd have those kind of 15 second, 30 second reels. So that's video content. But I think it's all yeah. video content because even like there's a lot of um, experts or influencers who actually go live for an hour or even 90 minutes. And they might have a conversation like we are where they're just having uh, it's a collaboration. Sometimes people have a script. And as you know, when you're doing a live, people come and go. So as yeah. people come and go, they're saying the same script because um, Instagram actually rewards people who go live regularly. So if you so you have a lot of accounts who say, I go live every Tuesday. Um, and another way they reward them is that you actually, I, I don't know how long it's been there for, but you actually can, people can actually give you badges. So um, you can actually, um, and that's something it's coming through, monetize through lives. Um, so, um, and I have to admit, I haven't got, I haven't been going live because um, I was doing it a lot last year, but after that debriefment, I stopped kind of going live as often as I did. But yeah, I now so I haven't investigated it, but there are ways in which you can actually get badges and people can actually pay through um, badges on Instagram. But in terms of video content, it is really video as we're like we've got here. So it could be, you know, you could produce videos in your stories, your reels, and um, your IGTV where you may even pre-record it and then just post it to your feed, or you might even go live. So it's all kind of those kind of video content. Um, but and also, um, I even produce video content in posts. You know, I sometimes get um, gifts, and um, so I think any movement content is really because um, sometimes people don't want to be um, on the video themselves, but you can actually get video content externally and kind of even maybe have you know your company name. It could be like a branded video. Um, it's always good to kind of get the confidence of being on camera, but you know we can create cameras and promos from so many different in so many different ways. Um, yeah, so definitely, that's cool. Now you have a program starting. Is it next yeah, week? absolutely. So I have a monthly event which I hold, which is called Business Development Sundays. So every month I go um, and I deliver a session. So the first one was on how to create a training event. Um, so many people want to add additional income to their business. Um, so many people, digital products is like one of the growest and um, biggest growing areas. So if you are a, a business owner, you could actually create a course um, and that could be a low cost offer and a bridge to people maybe going into your coaching program or even upselling to um, um, other programs. So I did a pro um, a event on that. I did an event on content, so how to create great content for Instagram and that was an event that I held last month. And this event this month, which is actually going to be taking place on Sunday, um, is called um, um, Account Management 101 because there's a lot of people who simply just post their content on Instagram. But one of the things I always ask people is how do you drive people to your content? Because you could start your account, maybe have three followers. So how do you increase your visibility? One of the ways is, you know, hashtags that people know and hashtags do work. But then how do you drive new followers? How do you increase your visibility? 
and that is really how you know what I'm going to be discussing um, but also how to manage your account what are the things you should be doing each day um, a lot of people may think you know I don't want to do too much because it's just another job for me but you know it's about what can you do consistently uh, maybe for an hour a day um, on your account or even if you only post three times a week maybe three times a week what can you do to increase your audience and to increase your visibility and really manage your account more effectively to generate leads and to get more visibility to build a community and to get more followers so that is what the event on sunday is going to be um, about um, it's going to be taking place in a number of different time zones so you can go onto my account and look at that event but also as well it's going to be recorded so say for instance you book onto the event and you can't attend at that particular time because of maybe your time zone or because you're busy um, if you sign up to the event you will receive a recording of the event that you can keep um, so that is um, going to be taking place on Sunday amazing amazing and then and then do you do you just do you register for each of the sessions yeah or do you register for the full kind of academy yeah so at the moment I am testing this so it's an event that I've been running for a few months so I've run this is going to be my third one but what I would like to do is actually have a, a yeah like an academy so once I've had five events what I'd like to do is actually have a service where people can access the previous events for um, pay a monthly fee they then um, automatically get signed up to every monthly event and they also get part and um, be part of my um, Facebook group and they also have an opportunity to have what I call like office hours where they can actually have coaching with me in a small group to help build their brand online. So that's something that I am working towards. But mm -hmm. yeah, I'm testing these events. Um, um, so let's see how they go. Um, but that's something that I would like to do in the future. Absolutely. That sounds amazing. And so how do they get in touch with you? I mean, um, you know, we've, we've talked a couple of times about yeah. how, how to find you. Do they just message you or what? How? Yeah, to... so if they go into my Instagram account, they can actually um, log on to the event there. And um, I, I can actually share the link with you as well if you are happy to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so you I can put it share... in the comments because you can get yeah. into the comments. Yeah, so I get into the comments and I'll add the link so people can just click on the link there and sign up for it. So that will be a very easy way of doing that. Yeah, oh, amazing. Yeah, so bear with me because I'm new to this. So chat with hosts and other guests. Okay, just put there. Very simple. Very simple. Oh, so I love StreamYard. I really do. Yeah, okay. I mean, so the it's a gaming platform. Um, Zoom obviously has its limitations and its glitches, and especially with more and more people using it, I found it kept cutting out, and it doesn't have the infrastructure to be able to hold on to a connection. If it cuts, it cuts. Whereas StreamYard kind of has like a little bit of a delay before it cuts you off, and hopefully by then that little glitch has kept you. So I've never been cut off of StreamYard. Oh, okay, so that's good. So. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, when we had our talk, we went through it, and I thought that yeah, this is a very good system. I, I know, like how... I'm permission for Streamyard now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you've really sold it to me. So yeah. So let's see how. Let me see. I'm just testing this link now as I before I put it in before. Okay, it does work. Yay. Okay. So Yay. Let me just add it. Yeah. Let me just add it to there. Yeah, so it's just a Bitly link. So it's a very simple link, and you can just um, yeah access the event, um, and then it has a link there and. Um, it's actually going to be an event in Teams. So, um, yeah, now that I know StreamYard, um, StreamYard I always probably use that. But, um, yeah, I wanted to do it in, 
in a system where I can actually share my screen and take people through what you can do to really improve what you do on Instagram. Because um, I do think like what I'm saying about the algorithm changes it does become a minefield and it's difficult to keep up with the changes. You know, before people talk about you need 30 hashtags, then they say, hey, you should use 15. Um, how do you encourage people to comment? There's so many different things that you can do to um, get more people or encourage people to engage in your account. So I'll be discussing that at that event. Okay, so this yeah. is Sunday. Um, uh, and what is the academy called? It's product development, isn't it? Yeah, so the um, actual, um, what I'm actually doing every month is called Business Development Sunday. And the actual academy, uh, which kind of be going to be like a bit of a membership service that hasn't been developed yet. So that's something that I'm looking towards doing. So let's see um, how it goes. But um, this event is something that's just going to be every month and people sign up. And this is a paid event, but sometimes they're free. Um, so it just depends on the amount of um, um, energy I have to put into it. Because, you know, a lot of the time with a lot of events, um yeah it does take a lot of work but also it's about the value you get from the event so this could actually really help with client leads um but yeah so that's what i'm kind of doing amazing amazing well i got very excited when i saw that um message yeah, about, about the, the uh, sundays and i knew it was coming but i was just, i was like oh this is cool this is very yeah, cool absolutely yeah so yeah. um I'm, I'm really enjoying the events and people are getting so much value out of it so when people click on the link they'll be able to see a few of the testimonials that i've got but you know i always try and ensure that i'm not like one of those creators who you go to the event and they spend half the event talking about how much money they've made and how successful they are and what people are not doing and what they should be doing and why people are not successful and then they say if you're not one of those people why don't you sign up to this event um no it's not gonna be it's actually going to be an event where you learn and you actually can take things away <laughs> actionable tips and like i said that's the one of the things that i've really um really hated about um a lot of peers sorry in the business and that's why i decided to create this business because i've experienced that where you sign up for an event all excited and then you think oh okay i have to pay this amount to get to the actual event to actually get the real value and it's just you just feel cheated so yeah i, I don't deliver events like that because i've experienced that frustration <laughs> I, I feel the same way with coaching programs. You know, I, I've been a coach for over 25 years in, mm. in my own business. And I, I feel like when people sell coaching and they're like, mm, you have this 12 month program, I think I don't need half of that stuff. Yeah. I yeah, just have true. six of those months. And then, and then when you get into the six of those months, then they're, then they're trying to upsell. And it's like, actually, that's not coaching. Yeah. That's, that's not coaching because coaching is about you and me connecting so that I can achieve my potential and so I can, you know, um, achieve my goals and, and so on. That's coaching. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with a six months or 12 month program at all, but call it what it is, which is training. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So you can um, get so much value out of one session, two sessions. If you have to wait that whole six months, it's like, hmm. Exactly. That's just really how many, that they're just thinking, hmm, how many direct debits can I take out of this? Yeah. 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 And I, I, I had, I have had a coach throughout this year. Um, mm -hmm. We've done things in the order that, because she started off by saying, this is my program, this is the agenda. And I said, okay, I'm really sorry. That's not how I work. Mm -hmm. I need, I need session three. I need that first because that's what I'm struggling with. And then yeah. I need to do section, session seven. And then, do you know, mm -hmm. and, and we jumbled it all around. And now we pretty much just work on what do you need to work on? 
and, it, yeah. and it's, it's really been interesting because, and this is, this is true of, of coaches anyway, that she's learned a lot about not just sticking to a program mm. and calling it coaching, you know? Um, so yeah. it's been a really collaborative thing, which has been, yeah. it's been a lot of fun and I've gotten more value out of it because it's, it's tailored to me specifically and it's only, yeah. so why shouldn't it be tailored to me? Yeah, I think as a learning profession, we know that one of the things that are the bread and butter of our roles is actually meeting people's needs. And I think that there are so many people who are in online digital market and business growth who kind of go into training and think, oh, you just have to stand there and talk. And they actually don't really realize how much work goes into design and helping people to retain information, helping things to be memorable. It's not just about going and, you know, some people design courses like how we're talking here and that's not really a course because you're not thinking about what people need we're just kind of having a bit of a dialogue and I think there's a lot of people that have courses that are not actually courses and if you haven't really had an experience of attending a good course they'll have fans that say oh that's brilliant I've seen things that have been really rubbish and people said oh that's brilliant and I think you actually haven't really attended a good course because then you'll be like wow you know yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I did a I did a review for somebody who was doing uh, had made their first training course, and, and mm -hmm. they asked me to review it. And I, I do that quite a lot for for trainers who are fairly new, and yeah. and and especially this program. Uh, I actually did a couple last week. One of them was kind of like half and half, it was sort of training, but one of them was just it wasn't training at all. It was mm -hmm. information giving, and it was like yeah. this is cool information, mm -hmm. but it is not training. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So, so you either change your approach or you change your marketing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love chatting with you. We yeah. are going to record podcast and then we can get into, you know, stuff. Uh, yeah, uh, so that will be upcoming, but I really, I, and I know actually that was what we started with was let's record a podcast. And I, I realized that this is effectively now a podcast because it will go up on the podcast and on, on IGTV and, and everywhere oh, okay, else. Cool. Yeah. But I mean, why not? Right. Because yeah, this, is yeah, this is good. We've had a really good conversation. I'm very happy for you to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, um, and so that, so thank you for that. Um, but we will do a, a, a podcast um, which we'll pre-record and, yeah, and so on. Um, well, but we I have a good report and we talk so much. I think even though we spoke for an hour, we, we could speak for another hour on a completely different subject. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And that's and that's the thing is I think I, I was just so excited. It was like, yeah, we'll record a podcast and that'll go up in a few weeks. But actually, can, can you just go live with me Monday? Because yeah. I just wanted people to know you and to meet you and to get a feel for you mm. and you know and 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 just and then reach out and you know yeah. particularly it's like you'd be missing if you wait a few weeks you'd be missing this sunday for, yeah, for you know for your for your program so um so i well, i'm, thank you I'm so really much. so thankful that you were here with us and people really can get a feel for what you're about and what your mm. work is and then reach out you know if it's something that's this is the right time and yeah. And you know, and you're the right person, then it's 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 just meant to be. So yeah, thankful that you were here with us. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity. And you had something that you wanted to promote as well, didn't you? You saying that it came up as a. Have you got something else that you were going to? Well, well I, I was I was more talking about. I've been doing this. Uh, mm. Actually, this one yeah. the other day. So I've been doing this series. So one part seven. I think I have a total of twelve parts. So uh, last week we did, uh, I think one through eight, all about like how to create a cabaret performance or act. Mm. 
And then, and then I, I, I just, I put that banner in front of me so that I would remember to kind of, you know, because I, I knew we were going to kind of look at like LinkedIn and Instagram yeah. and, and I, I really, you know, I, 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 because we were talking about authenticity, I think it's yeah. so important mm -hmm. that, you know, you can find your right audience and you can be authentic. And mm -hmm. yet, even though you and I've been doing this a little while, <laughs> you know, we, it's, it's still those questions about like, where's the right place to say which kind of content and mm -hmm. and i i am going to take that risk and and put it up on uh, linkedin today and start mm -hmm. that series on linkedin as well and if business people don't like it well that's whatever that's yeah. fine but i think i think that you know um it's just it's just so important to me that people understand that confidence is confidence and mm -hmm. have confidence in some parts of your life and you and you want confidence in other parts of your life or at other times maybe mm -hmm. maybe you know, you know, just just at a particular moment, and we can always tap into that. You know, and I always talk about, you know, I wear very high heels, nine inch heels in in cabaret, and we and we feel fierce when we put on something like that. Yeah, and you can tap into that anytime you want to. You don't have yeah. to have the, the 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 thing that makes you feel confident. You can still tap into that that voice and that that connection at any time so that's that was kind of been my my purpose and my my soapbox um that'll end up being a two-week theme because i'm just so passionate about it yeah. um and then okay. when i when i started talking to you that was kind of where this monday thing came from because i was like you know what but you show up you show up on instagram and you you're you're out there and you're you. you're sharing your content and that is so inspiring Thank and you. today's today we're talking about stage fright and you know and here it is we're just like we didn't have an agenda. Yeah. You know, yeah, we just and we yeah, feel just having that conversation. Yeah. Well, I would be interested in finding that, especially from your LinkedIn followers. You know, how many of them actually do? Because like, you always find people that maybe sing in a choir or, you know, they do performing outs or they are in an amateur dramatics team. So I had quite a few colleagues like that. So it'd be interested to see how many people, or if they're willing to admit that they have actually done, they do something outside of their corporate life that's actually built their confidence and what their story is. Yeah, be, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll keep you posted. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So in the meantime, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, and thank you so much. I will end this, this broadcast. I'm sure people will skip around and um, <laughs> find what's fi find what suits them. Thank yeah. you for everyone who was here and in, on and off with us as well. Um, and I'm going to sign off now. Thank you, Claudine. Yeah, thank you so um, much. I've had such a good time with you again. Thank you. We have, <laughs> yeah, no, we can just chat all the time. Yeah. We, we have a sign off in Confidence Through Cabaret where it, we, we always say, reminding you that it is your body it's mm. your world and it's your stage. So take yeah, up some space, own it, do the thing, follow mm. your passions, get in touch with Claudine if you want any pointers or tips or get involved in the in the, the business development on Sundays or or just follow the content. Yeah, Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. And I love that saying, yeah, absolutely. The world is our stage. We need to just own it and be confident to do that. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? If you haven't done this for a little while, you know, stretch out and own your space. Take up space. It makes a difference, right? Yeah. It yeah, feels it good to be out. You know, at the very least, to be stretching. It's just yeah, it's absolutely, just, it's good for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Just moving. Thank you again. Yeah, thanks a lot. See you. Bye. Bye.